0: Well, welcome to The Raw Roast, where we have real conversation about faith and life over a good cup of coffee. My name is Tucker Anderson. I'm one of the campus pastors here at Calvary Church, and I'm the host of this podcast. Um, I'm on today with uh, our senior pastor, Sean Winters, and it's good to have you back, Sean, after a, a summer of vacation and study break. Uh, yeah, good, uh,
1: it's great to be back. It's good. it's fun to be here, and thank you for carrying on this great podcast. Thanks for our listeners listening in.
0: Well, and I thought it would be good, you know, having, you know, transitioned back out of a uh, a season of rest. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what what did God teach you over the course of the summer, and how do you feel like that has uh, shaped you as a follower of Jesus?
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, Tucker. It's good to be back, and it, it was fun to be uh, preaching yesterday and connecting with people in the congregation at both campuses, and, and, it, and it really was. It was good to be away, but it was also really good to be back. And um, you know, I, I took a little extra time. I normally take a study break in July and I took a couple extra weeks. Um, the elders granted me a couple extra weeks of rest. And, and I would say probably the thing I want to start with is the value and the importance of rest. Uh, it isn't something that we uh, often are able to do. Um, but it, it also is something I think that doesn't get valued and we don't look for it. And, um, and boy, that's it's important. Scripture talks a lot about. It. I, I wanted to talk about um, or look at Matthew 11, where Jesus said, "This come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls." Um, you know, it, it's the idea that isn't just for pastors and it isn't just for um. Parents, it is for all of us the idea. Jesus said, "Hey, if you feel yourself weary and burdened, I have a pathway of rest. I have a value of rest, and come unto me um, and and pursue it, find it." So, so that was one of the things that hit me. But I, I don't know, um, you, you know, where we find rest and how we how we do rest in the middle of the busyness. And, and I think it's worth something uh, it's worth exploring. I'd love to think more about that
0: well, and I think this idea of rest runs against the grain goes against the grain of our culture that is all about productivity and you know filling our calendars with you know work and family uh, activities and uh, we leave very little room for for rest, yeah, both as a family perhaps but also individually yeah, do you think that there are Um, perhaps some tendencies in the church to create this culture of productivity, maybe even specifically thinking of the evangelical church where we, we don't really uphold this value of rest. Is that something that you feel like we've created or is that something that you feel stems more from our, just the culture around us?
1: Yeah. It's hard to maybe separate that out. I, I think culturally we're a busy culture and, and, and yet I see that there's no difference in the church where, where maybe it should be different. Um, but church can get really busy and staff at church can get really, really busy. And, and then we try to like compare our busyness. You know, I, 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 I think sometimes we, um, you know, we, we brag about it. We um, complain about it as a way of saying, hey, I'm important. And the busy we are, maybe the more important we feel. Um, the more significant we feel. And, and yet coming against that and saying it's okay. I, I, for, for the last two weeks, my, um, my wife said, hey, hey, why don't you step away from email? And, and she let my kids know. And so anytime I'd grab my phone, I would, I'd have like three people saying, hey, what are you doing? And, and yet I found myself just kind of drawn to it. Like I, I'm needed. I, I, I'm important. I've got to respond to this email. Um, So there's things that we just kind of hardwired into us, I I think culturally, as well as in in church.
0: Well, I've noticed, too, you bring up your your phone and email, and I've noticed that just having a device almost fosters the sense of anxiety in me, because there's this illusion that we're in control if we can answer an email really quickly or look something up if we need to. If we need to, uh, you know, everything becomes an urgent matter. Yeah, Uh, It really... Uh, I feel like rest, resting from our devices, you know, resting yeah. from our daily rhythms can be uh, perhaps even a, a way of uh, combating some even anxiety in our life. At least that's what I've uh, sensed. I, I, I agree. And it's, it's not something, I mean, I, I sense it in my life,
1: um, but I've also talked with, you know, our kids in their teens and 20s. Um, it, it's as they see not only in their own lives, but in their friends' lives, um you know there's there 's something about i'm um, there 's something to look at there 's always something to look at, and then you know email or text is like i 'm needed in some way to respond to and and there 's that that built in anxiety that builds um yeah and then you notice it when you when you say i 'm going to set it aside and i 'm actually i 'm not sure where my phone is and boy, that just triggers something in you that you know um but i don 't know it's it 's unusual and that needs to be addressed so
0: Well, I've been, uh, you know, as as I've been reflecting on some very similar themes the last, you know, couple of weeks. uh, You know, we just recently moved, and there's so many things that you need to think about. You know, with moving and uh, just so many details, and it's hard for me as one who just desires to be in control. And And you get in spots you can't control, and then you get into spots that you can't control, and and uh, perhaps rest is is one of those ways one of those things that God uses to teach us that we really aren't in control that we're not mm-hmm. sovereign over the the universe yeah. we're not sovereign over our own lives right uh, it's maybe our way of reminding us that you know like Sabbath is a way of reminding us that God is the one who's ultimately in control yeah um
1: yeah and and i you know i found it's you know it's it's by Saying here, this this is what I'm not going to do, but it's also just finding things to do. Um, So it's it's connecting in relationship, or it's connecting. I I don't know. I I seem to connect in nature, like taking a walk, taking a run, um, going on a bike ride. You know, these kinds of things where you just go out and you are you are again amazed at the world around us and the beauty of God's creation and the wonder of who God is. You know. Sunrise or a sunset or whatever time of day works best for you. So, so it's saying I, I need to avoid things that cause anxiety, and then I need to build things into my life that bring peace. And I think part of that is that yoke that Jesus said is 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 a yoke. So it's it's something you put on, but it is also um, good for your soul and brings rest.
0: We so the house we moved to moved we moved, uh, we moved just right next to a uh, a large. Uh, park. Okay. And uh, I, I, last week I took a, sp- a spiritual retreat for yeah. for two days. I just I sensed this restlessness, this anxiety, just oh. building in me, and I just I needed to take a step back. Good so I went you. out to this uh, I went out to this park, and I saw I just saw a sign that said uh, Beware of black bears. Ah. Uh, in the park. Okay, there. <laughs> so, which created a little bit more anxiety. You know, yeah. I'm not, here I am trying to be on a spiritual uh, retreat. and
1: Yeah, you're like, do I have to bring a bear spray yeah, bear to my spray. local park? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the headline.
0: The local pastor on spiritual retreat gets mauled by, mauled but, by, by black oh, bear. Yeah. Um, but I do think, uh, you know, there is, I think it's important to build in those rhythms of rest. And yeah. even I think it's built into every day. I mean, we we sleep you know, yeah. hopefully once a day at least, yeah. you know, and then uh, once a week we take a Sabbath. And I think even once a month we should take a, you know, maybe an extended Sabbath, uh, you know, a weekend yeah. and just where we build in these regular rhythms of rest into our life is yeah. uh, something that I think is important.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I, I totally agree. And I think even, you know, if you can build in a spot in, in your apartment, in your home, wherever you live, it's just like, hey, here's a chair, here's a spot, here's a place where, where I'm going to spend some time with God or I'm going to spend some time um, with a journal. I'm going to spend some time just, you know, talk about my kids, I'm going to sit under the banyan tree. You know, dad's going to just take 15 minutes here and just, yeah. you know, and just try to let go of stuff and, and relax. And it's, it's trying to find those spaces and places, but also being aware of your own heart. Like, Tucker, you just said, hey, I'm, I'm not doing well. I've, I can take just a day or two mm-hmm. and take a break, and you didn't see any black bears, though. No black bears. Okay. I didn't lose any lambs.
0: So. Good, good.
1: <laughs> let, let, let me talk about another one that I, I learned, um, or I struggled to learn, and um, th- th- this one's a little bit, you know, different. Um, I was reading a book called Faithful Endurance, which is a, a book for pastors about pastoral ministry, and and it really is about how do you hang in there when things are tough. And um, you know, one author said, "There's there's no hurt like church hurt. There's no uh, ugly like church ugly." And and I don't know if everybody in their workplace probably says the same thing, but but there's something unique about the role that we fill and the challenges that we face in doing church in the midst of kind of hmm. uh, people messy business of of church life and and sometimes in leadership, man, it, we we. You know, butt heads, or we cross ways with someone who's really frustrated. And and as reading through this book, and and one of the things that kind of rose to the top is this idea of of our Savior suffered, and our Savior went to the cross. And in Matthew sixteen twenty four, he says to each and one of us, followers of Jesus Christ, to bear the cross, to take up your cross, and follow me. And the idea of embracing the suffering. Because only through suffering comes glory, and and then you know think about that's a theological concept that's a little bit abstract, let's bring it down to practical. So it is enduring harsh conversations and embracing it because we know that God has a purpose for it, not only in my life but in that person's life. so so here, here's what happened to me. Um, I was reading Faithful Endurance in July, and I was just going, man life is difficult ministry is hard and and we're going through some change here in the church and, and you know as we learn change brings conflict because people feel loss and you've got to push through that conflict for the sake of church and growth um, but I was really keyed in on the conflict and trying to really grab hold of this concept of taking up the cross for the sake of Christ and embracing that death and resurrection you know resurrection can't come unless there's death. Um, and, and then I picked up the book again in August, and I read the same material again, but I saw the hope, which was really cool. Same book. In, in July, I saw the pain. In August, I, I felt the hope, and I think that's one of the things that comes through rest, but it's also the strength to endure the cross with Christ. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: How do you see? How do you see the? So, in one sense, Jesus calls us to pick up our cross. Yeah. Um, you know, in another passage, he talks about uh, you know picking up, you know, taking on his yoke, because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Yeah. How do we bring those two passages together? Because at first glance, they seem right. at odds with one another. Yeah. How How do you see those two working together?
1: Yeah, you, you know, when you think about. Um, a yoke. So a yoke is is something you put on oxen to to pull a mm-hmm. plow a field. So it's not something we normally work with. But 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 it's not saying, "Hey, come sit in the easy chair of Jesus Christ." It's is yeah. put on the yoke, and that's where you find rest. So it is to put on a burden, but it's a burden with purpose and presence. And so that when we come into difficulty, mm. we can do it in our own strength and be frustrated and defeated, or we can say, you know what, actually, this is a part of the yoke that Christ has given me. God helped me in the midst of the storm. You know, Jesus in the midst of the storm was at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, in the midst of conflict, he spoke truth. Uh, he, he walked through, you know, he, he went to the garden and he said, if there's any other way, but not my will, but thine be done. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I think... That by practicing that, the purpose of Christ, and then acknowledging the presence. Does that kind of give yeah. you know a connection between those two?
0: Yeah. So there's a there's a. I think the when Jesus talks about rest, it's a, you know, it's not your it's not your Saturday afternoon nap. Although maybe that's can be can mm-hmm. be part of it, but it's a deeper rest. Yeah. than That it's a rest for our souls. Uh, that the the weary longing is over yeah. when we find Christ, because we find that deep rest that then allows us to go through uh, that cross-bearing discipleship, where we're, we need to face, we will face trials and yeah. tribulation, but when we are grounded in that rest and knowing Christ, it gives us the strength to to bear that cross. Is that? Yeah. No, that, that's What's really
1: good. And I was just thinking, you know, um, we've talked a couple times on the role of parenting and, you know, that, that your children are young and they're still you know in the home and, and mm-hmm. the challenges of the age that they are, our kids mm-hmm. are grown. And, um, you know, you can be in the midst of those challenges of parenting from a good place. Uh, of a Of a sense of rested soul and god 's in this and god 's got my purpose, mm-hmm. or a place of deep frustration because you know they 're not doing what I want and yeah. and and i I want to sit I, you know anyway so so you can enter those same scenarios, same challenge from two different places um it doesn't make that challenge any easier, but you're coming at it from a place of a settled soul and a peace. And that's where we would love to enter in every one of those, but we don't. I mean, we're just naturally um, given to our own selfishness.
0: You're listening to The Raw Roast today. I'm having a conversation with Pastor Sean, our senior pastor, on uh, things he's learned over the summer uh, as he's been on his uh, vacation and study leave. Uh, If you have questions about today's episode or if you have topics you'd like us to discuss in the future, we would encourage you to email us at podcast at calvarychurch.us. So we've been talking a little bit about uh, the importance of rest, uh, that 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 deeper rest of of uh, getting away with God for (laughs) for a time and and rest finding that rest for our souls. Yeah, you you just talked about the the path of the cross um, coming out of this book that you read, Faithful Endurance, and uh, this idea that we need to expect that we are going to face trouble and and trial, and and that's something that. Uh, Jesus calls us to pick up our cross, which is yeah. is contrary to what we uh, would think of as conventional wisdom, but that's what Jesus calls us to do is to yeah. pick up our cross what what's the third uh what is the third thing God has taught you over the course of the summer
1: um the the third one was uh was another book I read and it was kind of a fun book to read uh it was called the noticer by andy andrews and and maybe you know some of our uh, Listeners have read something by Andy Andrews. He's written a couple different books, and he he is a popular speaker, and and he's done a lot of work in 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 kind of teaching wisdom. But but in this book, it's kind of a you know a, a parabolic. It, it, it's it's a it's a narrative story that kind of weaves in ideas about life, and and there's someone who is in there named Jones who is in this beach town in Alabama and he steps into people's lives who are in places of crisis or struggle and he gives them wisdom. He loves them, he sees them, he knows their name, he walks into their life and he speaks truth. And th- then he kind of goes away. And you know, everybody in town kind of knows Jones, but it's, it, they're amazed by the way that Jones has come in and loved on and cared for and blessed people and he seems, so he's the noticer. Um, and, and it just hit me the idea of probably coming out of the sense of if, if we have a rested soul and, and we're, we're, we're in life, we're going to experience suffering. That's just a part of the journey. Christ is in that as well. Then, Then we ought to then move out into our world in a way that notices, loves on, cares for. And speaks truth to people. Um, I was listening to a, a podcast, Sadie Robertson has a podcast and she was interviewing Tim Tebow and his wife, Demi, Demi Tebow. And, and you know, they were just so passionate for Jesus Christ and that they do really uh, a lot of work in coming against human trafficking and a number of other kind of love on people things. And And at one point they just said with Deep passion. We need to be about Jesus and loving people. Jesus and loving people, and and so the third thing I think that I that I learned is this idea that, um, you know, I, I need to be, be clearly about Jesus Christ, but how do I notice, care for, move into other people's lives, and bring truth to bear? If, if that makes sense.
0: When we see, I mean, that's what that's what. Was the essence of Jesus' ministry, yeah. you know, in his uh, in those three three and a half years. Hmm.
1: Um,
0: the what what advice would you give to you know those who are listening if they feel like they they're having trouble finding that rest? Yeah, I, you know, I'm going. I'm probably going through a season in my life right now where I'm just I'm having a tough time finding that rest. Yeah, and one of the indicators for me is just this rising level of anxiety in my life. Hmm. What would you counsel uh, someone who is having a difficult time finding that rest yeah. in Christ?
1: Yeah. Um, you, you know, a couple things. Uh, one of them came out of the book, The Noticer. So, he he meets up with a guy who is um, deeply stressed and, and is anxious about a, a number of things. And he talked about the place where worries come from and and, you know, kind of lays out all these statistics. But one of the practices that he has that I have um, been working on for the last few weeks is, to, is the practice of gratitude, to see the things that God has brought into our life and be thankful for. So Faithful Endurance said that you should sit down each day and say, you know, what were the good things the God, things that happened in my workday yesterday, the places, you know, give thanks. Um, This this book just said, hey, you know, wake up every morning, and the first thing you do is write down ten things you're thankful for that that God has done, God is working, God is moving. So, so it might be gratitude and building some sort of pattern of gratitude. Maybe it's a summary at the end of the day. Maybe it's something at the beginning of the day. Maybe it's just trying to punctuate your day with gratitude. The other piece that I would say, Tucker, and that is, um, you know, some sense of of order or pattern that you can build into your life that says, um, you know, he, "Here's here's the limits and boundaries for work. Um, here's the space for family. Um, if it's email, I'm gonna I'm gonna set an hour where you know after six p.m. each day, um, I'm not gonna look at it. I'll take care of it tomorrow. Um, if there's an anxiety." You know, maybe it's writing. You know, to do things on a list and and then turn it over on the countertop and say, okay, tomorrow morning is there? There's a new day, and I'm going to tackle it then. You know, I I think people tend to shortchange their workplace. Maybe rarely, but there are some people who do, and they 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 do everything else on their to do list, and they and they don't do their work well. But I think more of a problem is that people shortchange their home life or shortchange their own soul hmm. and that work kind of bleeds into everything and stress bleeds into everything. And, and I think for the sake of our our own heart and, and nobody else is going to attend to that, you know, we have to do that. Um, I think we need to set limits and boundaries. And that's something that I've, <laughs> I need to attend to more often. A couple of times I've, I've laid out a schedule. So okay, here's the plan and, and that's worked for a while, and it's been really, really good. And then it just kind of goes away, mm. and I need to kind of re up and say, um, I, "I'm going to attend to these limits and boundaries." You know, from six a.m. to six p.m., I'm on, but but after six p.m., I'm I'm unplugging.
0: That reminds me of something that uh, Peter Scazzaro, uh commonly talks about is uh, recognizing our limitations, and that's not something that I I know do all that well. And I think that probably. Uh, influences the 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 desire to be in control, and yeah. which ultimately then probably produces that anxiety. Uh, but I think recognizing our limitations is such a freeing thing when we really think about it that we we can't be all things to all people. Yeah, uh, we can't um, we can't possibly check off every single thing we need to do, perhaps for a particular day. That it's okay to have your To do list bleed into tomorrow, yeah. um, But recognizing recognizing our limitations, and and there's probably this might be for another podcast, but it it probably goes back to even the uh, the original sin of of wanting to be like God in a way never intended. Yeah. uh, We are already were our image bearers. Yeah. Uh, We, but you know that temptation of wanting to be like God in a way that was never intended to be in complete control and. Um, not recognize God's sovereignty over our life, which is sovereignty is something you even yeah. spoke about yesterday in your message.
1: Right? Yeah, and and I, I think some of it is just you know our human desire to be liked, um, yeah. um, You know to to be um, available to people. We don't mm-hmm. want to disappoint people, and so you know I better respond right away, or I better do this sooner rather than later. And and you know just given our ourself, and and again it can be a pattern that actually is helpful in teaching to others. Hmm. You know, I'll get back to you tomorrow on this. Thank you. I'll get back to you. Um, anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- th- there's, there's a lot there's,
0: there. There is. Well, I appreciate your wisdom and, uh, and what God's been teaching you over the summer and your willingness to share. <laughs> yeah, and I'm uh, still in process
1: on all three <laughs> so, of those. So.
0: <laughs> well, I want to thank you uh, as our listeners as well. If you'd like more information about Calvary Church, you can visit calvarychurch.us. You can check us out online or in person on Sunday mornings. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. It also helps if you leave us a review. Uh, If you'd like to email us questions that you would like us to cover on future episodes, you can do so at podcast at calvarychurch.us. We look forward to having you join us again next week.